at your service. It's the Home Improvement Show, presented by Mosby Building Arts. To ask a question, call 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Now, the host of the Home Improvement Show, Rich Horris, on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. KMOX Home Improvement Show. I'm your host, Rich Orris, and you can reach me, like he said, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And, you know, I'm here today to talk about your home, our homes, um, anything that concerns you with the maintenance, building, remodeling. We can cover all your needs today. If you have any burning questions, that you know you can join in live get in the conversation hopefully we'll have a great time today with some great conversations again 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 and if you don't know me yet um, my day job I'm a, a senior home consultant for Mosby Building Arts we're a full service design build company and you know I started with them over uh 22 years ago as a project manager. So if I haven't built it with my own two hands, I've I've probably seen it done, uh, learned something about it, and have been through a lot over the years as far as project management, understanding, learning, been through a lot of training with building science and how to build things right, how to build things better, you know, all these different things. And you know, even today, it is pretty interesting because you still, you know, every, every circumstance is different. Every house is different. So you still run into things that, you know, you haven't seen before. You, you know different ways that things were built. We can learn, you know, different time frames of when houses were built and understand, you know, how they did a lot of these. Um, but, it, it never ceases to amaze me that you run into some of these, you know, jobs where like I, I was just at one the other day we're working on where there's a sunken, you know, living room um, and there's a typical way that, you know, that's usually done. And this one in particular, once we got into the demo up against the wall of the house, they actually, when they lowered that living room floor, they lowered everything, and and they didn't even put the the bandboard along the house. You know, usually that's at the same height, and then you kind of build that floor down so your walls are all the same height around the the whole house. And in this one, that wall actually sinks with the floor, making it taller than the rest of the walls. So little different than what we've seen in the past, you know, getting them out and, and getting them changed and everything. But, you know, it, it just always happens that way. You'll come across something new. Um, and, and that's one good thing here on, on KMOX with, you know, all the listeners, the distance we go, um, everything we can get to. If I don't know something, if if I'm not, you know, exact on, on anything, and sometimes it's a little difficult that you got to kind of try and picture it and, and gather some information. So it's a little difficult to think of absolutely everything when you're not standing there in front of it. But we have such a big university here with all of the people, all of the listeners. So we get the plumbers and the electricians and HVAC specialists that will 
call in, help out, give ideas, and or even homeowners where they've been down that road before. That's, you know, something there that is, you know, just like what we do building-wise. Now that I've seen that different layout, I kind of know on that floor what to look for. And, you know, when I when I see it from underneath that way, I'll, I'll know that, yep, they've probably done the wall this way, and this is what we're going to get ourselves into. So a lot of help from people coming in and adding to things or talking about, you know, their experiences with getting getting things taken care of or what's happened with them. So I appreciate that too as we go through and, you know, answer questions and talk about these situations. You know, it's great to have that giant, you know, audience university out there that can call in and, and help out at the same time, you know, with their experiences. So again, Phone lines are wide open today. You can reach me at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And we got a lot on tap that, you know, we can kind of roll through and, and go through today, you know, with everything that's kind of been going on here. Like right now, um, past couple days, man, is it, I mean, talk about nice weather. Has it gotten warm you know, how is this changing our circumstance? How is this changing, you know, what happens around us with our houses, with, you know, everything going on? And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations the past few couple weeks about the extreme cold and the things that how it can affect the house and all of that. Well, now that things are kind of calming down, and, and thawing out per se, you know, you're going to probably start seeing that, you know, water getting to the basement again, you're going to start seeing some more, you know, water concern issues when it rains. So as the ground is now starting to thaw, everything's getting kind of, you know, bigger again, swelling up with the moisture in it, a lot of wetness as it rains and it adds more, you're going to see more. So you're going to start getting it in the, the cracks of the foundation where you hadn't seen it, you know, in the past, uh, you know, few weeks or month or so because of that extreme cold. So a lot of circumstances changing as our temperatures, you know, fluctuate here in the St. Louis market. It definitely gets, you know, it's hard on our homes. It's hard on our roofs. It's hard on, you know, the siding, water, moisture getting behind it. Um, it is that temperature fluctuation. You know, things can hold up a lot better when they're always around, you know, the same temperature. Think about even, you know, when you get uh, a medication and they say, well, store it at, at this temperature or that temperature, you know, and, and, you know, some things need to be refrigerated when you buy them and you got to keep them here, or, you know, um, some things in, in the cupboard, keep them at room temperature. Well, your house is pretty much the same way and trying to maintain, you know, the inside of it and, and having all these ups and downs and changes and freeze and thaws and things happening on the outside just plays a lot of havoc on our concrete, on our roof, on our siding, on everything going around the house, the windows, the leaks, the air, all of that stuff. So um, definitely uh, important to take a look out, watch, and, and see what's going on. So I would definitely advise everybody to kind of you know, it, when it gets warm like this, take that walk around the outside of the house. Maybe you haven't done it in quite a while. Just see, you know, does anything look out of place? Is there anything, you know, happening that, that could be uh, changed from before where 
you might start having some sort of an issue. You don't always need to have, you know, a, the, a really good education or a lot of experience in something to kind of look at it and go, doesn't look quite right. Maybe I should, uh, you know, ask a professional about something like that. We do that with how we feel and our bodies and stuff all the time with doctors and that. So, you know, I'd recommend doing the same thing with your house. So we've got the phone lines coming in. Um, I've got Katie on the line, but I think we should get to our break here if that's okay. Um, And we'll get to Katie as soon as we return. And for everybody else, we've got a lot of time left here today. 314-436-7900. We'll take our first break and be right back after this. You're listening to The Home Improvement Show, presented by Mosby Building Arts on KMOX. Now, once again, here's Rich Orris. All right, guys, we are back. And, hey, we've got Katie on hold. We've got Luella on hold. Got a lot going on. Don't forget, if you want to get in here, any questions you have for me about your house, 314-436-7900 is the number to reach me. And so we've got Katie here. Let's get to Katie. Hey, Katie, can you hear me? Thanks for calling in. Yes. Yes, I can. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you are so welcome. So welcome. What do you have going on for us? Okay. Well, hopefully I can explain this right. But so um, the problem, I have a problem in my shower. So it's... um, it's just like the short shower floor um, with the tile that goes all the way down to it. Okay. And I think that it must not be caulked well or the caulk has worn out or the um, the other stuff. And um, so it has this kind of orange gritty stuff that keeps kind of coming out the corner. And I'm guessing there must be something maybe breaking down behind the tiles, and I just didn't know how to go about investigating the problem and fixing it. Okay. Um, so is your so you said your shower floor itself, is that one solid surface yeah. floor? Okay, and then it's tiles on the wall, like 4 by 4 6 yeah. by 6 Yeah, like, like the, that. Well, they're actually 12 by 12. Okay. A big. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Definitely. I I don't know offhand the orange grit as far as, um, you know, if that's a particular product or something that's wearing underneath there. Um, Could be uh, a little bit of the orange could be because of hard water, too. And maybe it's just grit and then the hard water is kind of making it, you know, that orangey uh, color that you that we get, you know, with Uh, hard water. Yeah, it almost seems more like, could it be some kind of mold, like the wall breaking down behind mm-hmm. there or not? Yeah, and, and depending on what they used behind it, um, there's, you know, if they use like cement board, the grit could be, you know, the cement starting to come off. Because I, I know a lot of people, they, 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 they look at that cement board and they think, well, it's, you know, it's cement. It's not going to you know, have issues. And it's like, well, your driveway has issues with water and things going on with it. And so cement board does too. So there's better backer boards out there today, you know, when you tile a shower. Um, So figuring that out, I mean, you can look at the surface and kind of look for the caulk peeling coming out, cracking, you know, areas in. I I would also recommend like kind of just gently, um, kind of pushing on things a little bit just okay sometimes caulk looks looks okay but if things are going wrong behind the wall 
um, that tile might move a little bit and that caulk might not be adhered at all. Um, uh-huh. And so, you know, just an inspection, a visual inspection of the caulk, the grout, you know, everything around it to try and see what's going on. An inspection of what kind of tile you have, too, if you don't know. Because um, if it is a natural, like a more natural stone tile that is actually can be porous, I've seen the the moisture, the water just get in through the pores of the tile. And then it all oh. kind of collects down at the at the bottom, literally soaking uh-huh. through the tile. Um, so you either need a, a tile that's non-porous or seal it, things like that. Um, and the only other thing that I could try and recommend is if there, if there happens to be an area that you could get inside that wall from somewhere else, from yeah, you know, no, like if there's a closet that's... behind the shower that you could go in through the wall, you know, in the closet to see the back of that tile wall somewhere. That's the only no, other a, avenue. It's an outside wall, so I don't think that would work. And I'm pretty sure yeah. the the grout and the I don't think it's sealed very well. So I guess I'm wondering to fix it. Can we just seal it, or do we need to like take the tile out and see if the wall's rotting back there or something? That's what I'm scared of. I I was like, well, maybe we should just seal it. But then I'm like, well, what if there's a bigger problem back there? And there could be, and sealing it could could slow down or temporarily stop that bigger problem until the next time that sealer isn't working again, uh, whether it's the caulk or okay. the grout. And, and that's why, you know, it's a maintenance keep up kind of issue. So, I mean, I would say definitely finding somebody to inspect it well, um, okay. do kind of the pushing on it and things like that. And really, you know, rub your fingers on the grout, make sure the grout's not just crumbling away you know, and letting mm-hmm. water in, um, you know, somebody that's done a whole lot of this tile for a long time, you know, can really kind of examine it and give you, you know, a really good idea of okay. the condition that, Great. and then they can kind of also say, well, this is kind of the condition of what I, I think I, you know, I'm guessing could be going on behind it and how bad it can be. So then you can kind of make a decision on, do I pull out a tile to try and look at it that way? Um, do I seal it up and hope for the best? Some of these things rely on what, you know, um, your, your, what's your input here, you know, for the house, as far as how long do you plan on staying? How long do you want these things to last? When do you want to kind of look at it again? This could be something you're doing every year to two years of repair and, and grout and caulk and things like that, just to kind of keep the water on the surface. Okay, great. Thank you. That's super helpful. Okay, yeah, no problem. Um, I appreciate the call. Hopefully that'll help you out. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Let's jump over to Luella and see what, uh, Luella, what do you have going for us? Hello. I have a 1953 Kirkwood house, small ranch, with a wooden garage door. I pulled down the handle to open the door and the bottom panel with the handle attached, came off. So what do you recommend? Do I get a new garage door? Do I uh, put another piece of board on the bottom and reattach the handle? Oh, okay. So is it just, was it the whole bottom panel, or was it just like the bottom strip of wood 
that's maybe like the bottom strip of wood. Okay, so I mean, it, it is going to be difficult to repair something like that and and get it to, you know, last very long. It's kind of the same thing I was just talking to Katie about with that maintenance and how long you know do you want or need something to to last for you? When do you want to look back at it again? Because you could try and reattach, get a new board you know, do something to that door, but when it's operating and it's moving and, you know, the wood's very old, it, the the lasting value of how long that repair might last, um, I would look at if, if you're, you know, just getting a new entire garage door, because nowadays they're all going to be metal. They'll come pre-finished, um, you know, a color, and so there's no painting, anything like that, and you'll get a lot of lasting value out of that new door and your repair if it only lasts you know one two three you know four years basically you're back up against it and and you're making a decision to buy a new door you know two three four years down the road when it may cost you you know substantially more than it than it may right now so i would definitely consider replacing the entire door um, do you recommend an electric uh, opener or just use the, the original metal rods? Metal. Well, when, so, so right now you, you don't have an opener on the garage door. It, you just pull no. it up and down by hand. So you, you don't, yes. they'll, they'll redo the tracks and, and they'll redo the springs and everything that take the weight of that new garage door. So you will be able to operate it by hand. So you won't have to do a garage opener if you don't feel you, you want it or need it. Um, and, and I would also, you know, it could come at a little bit more expense because if they go to put an opener in there, if you don't already have an outlet, you know, up in the ceiling of the garage, you're going to need an electrician to get power outlet, all that stuff over to that garage door opener. So yeah, you can do the new metal door. They'll replace the tracks, the springs, all that stuff. And you can operate it manually. How expensive are these? Um, that's, that's kind of hard to say. Um, Doing, you know, um, things have changed so much, you know, in the past, you know, four or five years with COVID and everything. Um, and, and I mean, so garage doors, depending on, you know, as simple as they can be, you know, they can be anywhere from two to three thousand. Um, and then it can get up depending on the circumstance and things like that. I mean, there's in, in what kind of style and colors and different things you pick, they could get up around four or five, you know, even 6,000 possibly depending on size and, and all of that. So um, I, yours, I'm guessing because it's the old wood and everything, it's going to need a lot of everything to change, maybe a little bit of an odd size or something like that. And that may drive the cost for you a little bit. So um but at Mosby, we do install garage doors, so you can call our office and have one of our experts come out and take a look at that if you'd like. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the advice. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. So I think we need to get into our 
uh, halfway hour break here. So if we could get Gary, uh, we'll keep you on hold on the line there for us. We'll get to you as soon as we come back. For everybody else, again, join on in with us. 314-436-7900 is where you can find me. And we'll get to Gary with more as soon as we return. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the KMOX Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Mosby Building Arts. And, hey, I, I want to let everybody know, too, Get get in on this. Um, we're having some really great conversations, great questions today. We've got a ton of time left. 314-436-7900 is where you'll find me. And speaking of finding me, Gary has found his way. Hey, Gary, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, yeah. thanks for calling. What's what's happening for you? Well, uh, I'm having, uh, I don't know. I live in St. Charles, and we have a lot of uh, clay soil, so I've had to put piers down in one room already that had a just a poured floor, you know. Okay, so you've you've peered some of your existing foundation. Yes. Okay. But now this is the main part of the house, and I have a walkout basement. So you know the front is. You know, you just walk in, and then you got your slant that you have to walk down. But I, in the last, uh, I guess, two months, my drywall in my, it's not at the front of the house. It's in the, about the, I've got a hallway down through the middle of it, you know, to go to the bedrooms and stuff. And so the back half, I'm uh, getting my drywall and my seams, you know, where it's been seamed to the corners of the wall and the ceiling are just, uh, you know, drywall. The mm-hmm. tape is just all is it, curled up. You okay, know, yeah, and it's so cracking. And... Yes, real bad. And then just coming loose from the top. So Okay. And my... Back part of my house is made, and I don't know what they call it, if it's something candelier where it, uh, the bedrooms hangs over about two feet. Okay, yeah, yep, that's you know candelier. Yep, I do. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if that has anything. People have told me that because of the being so dry, you don't have... Uh, water or moisture around your foundation and having that hangover would that keep you from having water and that the foundations are you know sinking because of being so dry now i don't know well yeah i see what you're saying because yeah if if you've you're not getting direct rain you know it's not hitting right next to the foundation um, and, and working its way down where that cantilever is, but I mean, two feet out, I would I would suspect that you probably get enough water and, and moisture from from elsewhere. Um, and and basically, all houses, whether they have those overhangs or not, are going to be pretty susceptible to um, either times of you know a lot of water or times of drought where. You know, and we've in times of drought and we've been in a drought, you know, for quite some time since like last summer or whatever, last spring, you know, it it hasn't been 
like a super severe drought, but it's definitely been less water than, you know, the average and what we're used to getting. So there's definitely been more peering happening since like summer, um, fall and everything, you know, in, in the end of, you know, second half of 2023. So it doesn't surprise me that you're seeing that. So I don't really feel, you know, a big concern that the cantilever is taking away moisture, you know, that would be causing it. I think it's just a, you know, it's a form of what's been going on the past, you know, six, nine months, um, you know, in our area. So, but definitely, you know, when you see those cracks and everything, do you have any cracks in your drywall that are kind of, you know, angled that are, that are, you know, off the corner of a door going off at like a 45 degree angle from the, from the door? I have one in my bedroom, which is at the end of the house. And it's about two feet. Well, no, it's four feet from the end of the house. Mm -hmm. And also outside, I've noticed that there's a crack in my outside concrete in that same room that's going, you know, nine degrees from that, which is probably got a tenth of an inch crack. Now, whether I just didn't notice it before, but it's about 10 foot, you know, down. Yeah, but it's 90 degrees from that. Is that a different area from where you've already installed piers around the foundation? No, it's a completely different area. Yeah, yep. Yep, I think you just got more, you know, really sounds like you got more of the same thing going on for sure. You know, it definitely, everything sounds towards foundation, towards settling, that sort of thing. So I would, you know, recommend finding a good, you know, foundation specialist. Well, how do you find a good one? That's the question. Well, (laughs) yes. um, I uh, found one that I thought, they advertise all the time and was so good, but uh yep. well, foundation recovery or I think was the name of their deal that uh they sent someone out that didn't have any idea what they was gonna do and they was gonna do peers entirely Yeah. Yeah different than where it needed it. Yep, and, and believe me, I have seen it all in this in this industry of different foundation companies. I've seen the same, you know, all kinds of foundation companies do, you know, some some pretty great work one day and, and, and you know, not so great work the next day and you know, or one house to another. I've talked to clients that are like, Oh, I love these people. And then I talked to other different ones that were like, they were horrible. And it's very, it's a hard industry, you know, to track and know. I do have a foundation company that, that I use that we recommend. And if you call our office at Mosby building arts and let them know that you spoke to me, you know, about your foundation and need some foundation repair, they can give you all the information on this company um, to come out and take a look. And and the good thing with that is when they examine too, if there's things that they don't do that they need someone to kind of help out or do work for like moving, you know, deck stairs to put some piers in or moving a water heater to put some piers in things like that they can contact us at Mosby Building Arts and we could look at, you know, doing the things that they don't do to help get you through, you know, the repairs that you need and everything. So, 
Um, oh, oh, yeah. So this we do house, have a good company for you. Yeah. This this house was built in eighty uh, eight, and someone well, my neighbor next door, he uh, well, he's built houses all his life, and oh, nice. he built his own house. Uh-huh. But anyway, he said that he had a guy that he had talked to that he knew and that had told, and I just got to talk to him for a couple minutes the other day, that a lot of times they didn't need peers that 40 years ago, a lot of the foundations, they had bars in through them uh-huh. and that the concrete actually got bad and that you didn't, that he fixed a bunch of them without piers, but I don't know if he was just talking about that crack over there in the concrete. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah there's different ways to repair the, the crack and everything, but uh, that definitely won't stop the movement and the settling without some sort of, you know, anchor, pier, piers. wall anchor, something to, to what's going on. Sometimes it's a wall anchor where you know, it, it seems like it's all settling. Sometimes it's both where your wall's kind of tipping in because as your wall tips in or out, it, it kind of goes down at the same point and same time that creates some of that stuff, you know, the same symptoms. So getting somebody really, really good to to work with that. And I, I'm going to explain more after the break a little bit when I get a minute on, uh, I'll tell a story in the next segment about, um, the, the, the person that I've worked with for so many years and the integrity and the different things that I've seen. But for now, uh, Gary, I got to get into a break here before our final segment. Let me ask you one real quick question. Can, can I have you do hold I need on? To do this right now? Um, oh, well, so yeah, real quickly, um, I, I would advise it for the same reasons as I was kind of talking about, like the garage door is like if you just wait things will inevitably year after year get more expensive five six percent well, I mean, you know, a, uh, year. a month or two so yeah a month or two is great but i wouldn't wait too long just for the expense okay because i wanted to take and have some marks put on it to see where all it is yep and they'll do that at the, at the end of that repair you know they'll look at it up front that way and then they'll mark it after the repair so they can monitor it to make sure the repair works you know over time and is still helping you out and everything so all right gary appreciate okay. the call Thank you very much you're very very appreciate welcome it. um lydia if you could hold on through the break for everybody else 314-436-7900 Give us a call. We got a lot going on, having a great time, and we'll have more to come right after this. All right, everybody, we are back at the Home Improvement Show. Rich Orr is your host here and having some really good conversations, some really great questions coming in. Um, and we've got a whole nother hour coming up. We've got actually the the 97.1 FM talk side coming in also one phone number for everybody to reach me even in the next hour 314-436-7900 appreciate all the questions calls and great conversations and speaking about that we've got lydia on the line lydia can you hear me what do you got going on um our house is about 35 years old Okay. And the gutters seem to leak at the joints, and it's uh, at at least I know at two or three places. 
So, okay. and when they, we looked under the, uh, we have gutter covers. So I looked under the gutter covers. It doesn't seem like there is, there are leaves or anything inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you... Do we do do we need to replace the all the gutters, or can they do something at the joints? Um, so they can do something at the joints. Um, so you don't, if they're working, you know, if they're working well, other than just dripping out of the corners and the joints and all of that, um, you can, there is, you know, when they put those gutters together, they put a, you know, just like a silicone type sealant, you know, at those corners, mm-hmm. they put it where the spout comes through. Um, any joint like that has that sealant and it's on the inside of the gutter to, you know, really seal that thing up good. Trying to caulk it from the outside doesn't really work very well because you're not getting a good amount, you know, of, of caulk on it. So to perform it, yeah, you'll need to take off whatever that gutter cover is in those areas. And you really want to clean it up, get everything out, you know, get somebody, if you're going to find yeah. somebody to do it, find a good gutter person, you know, that, and they, you want to clean it out, let it dry, all of that, get it to the right state and then, you know, re-caulk it. And that should completely reseal it back up to kind of the first day and you should be good from there. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem. You are welcome. Okay. So, so really the only way to, you know, the only reason to think about replacing gutters entirely is then um, just an aesthetics thing. You know, how does it look? Is it pretty? Is it is the color fading? Is it, you know, if, if the gutters themselves are, you know, 35 years old on any given house, they, they might just not be so appealing. So I always, you know recommend to people, you know, investigate, find out what things are so that you can make a good educated decision there. So, you know, maybe when, when she, uh, when Lydia meets with somebody, you, you have a conversation about the repair, but then also have a conversation about, you know, new gutters and, and all of that. And can, would you need new helmets or can you reuse the same kind of, you know, gutter helmet guard or whatever you have, can that go back on top of new gutters, you know, have all these conversations to kind of find out. And, you know, when you're talking with somebody that is an expert in something, they can, you know, sometimes see things that we might not see and and kind of be able to explain, well, here's what I see happening in the future you know, maybe some of those those leaks and that caulk's going bad because the gutters are starting to hang and, you know, have issues and they're holding water in those places, then you might want to consider, you know, getting the new gutters and everything and knowing what they cost now and thinking about the future and when you might do it at another time or not, you know, will it cost more later and all of that. It's just, a, you know, it's just good to kind of understand and find out and then you can just make a really quality you know decision on the entire situation and maybe you get you know because you might find out that the cost from one to the other isn't as much as you think and you're like okay well if that's the difference and i know one day i'm probably going to want new gutters then why do a repair when for however much more i can get the whole new system and everything so Definitely worth checking into and finding out. So we've got Tom on the line here. Tom, can you hear me? Are you there? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, what's happening, Tom? 
Thanks for calling. I have a question. We have my wife acquired a 170-year-old farmhouse, story and a half, and um, dealing with insulation. And so one with wall insulation on a Wisconsin historical home site, it didn't recommend uh, blowing in insulation with plaster walls. I think it had something to do with deteriorating the, the plaster, maybe from moisture buildup. Uh-huh. So I guess, is that true? Would it be if you have plaster walls, is it um, not advisable to put insulation in the walls? They suggested, you know, focusing more on the uh, roof part. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, attic is definitely very important. You know, all heat goes out the top, right. all of that. Walls are still very important to have insulated. But, yes, it is much harder to blow insulation inside of your walls with plaster. One, because when you're drilling the holes and doing all of that, it, it's just a lot harder to work with and patching and, you know, everything. Drywall is just easier to work with. Right. But a 170-year-old plaster, you know, I have seen where they blow in that insulation, and, yes, the plaster cracks and moves and <clears throat> literally seen walls just, you know, cave in. Not not a lot, right. not often, but, yeah, you get that pressure against it with that insulation going in, and you can definitely have some major plaster wall, you know, issues and repairs needed um, to be done, you know, after that. So, and, and you, it's, you just don't know until you're in the middle of it. There's no real right. secret method to tell. So on some of the walls, they have removed plaster and put either, some of it has drywall, some has kind of a brown fibrous board that they've, you know, put wallpaper over. So, yeah. Would that be okay then to blow insulation where all you have is the lath um, and then the, you know, drywall or. Yeah, definitely fine with drywall, all of that. And, and you can try a plastered. If you're going to do some, try a plastered area and see what happens and maybe not a whole lot of it. And then you can kind of take it from there. But hey, I got to get into my hour break here. We got a hard break coming up so for everybody else 314-436-7900 catch me in the next hour more to come right after this